0: Welcome to the one, the only Mojo Moments, and I'm your host, Thane Calder, and with me is Mark, who's kind of frowning as I do my intro here, but I still love him anyway.
1: I'm just looking at uh, your wonderful face, and I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, but you I, I don't think you're excited by my, <laughs> my welcoming
1: moment. Or... I'm always wondering where it's going to go. Yeah, me too. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, I'm just like <laughs> bracing for impact.
0: Yeah, it's like, uh, hang on. Anyway, we're all together. We're happy. How's your mojo, bro?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. Been cleaning out the basement and the warmer weather has inspired me to start doing some uh, some spring cleaning. But, uh, you yeah, know, pretty good. Trying to get my shit together. About time, man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's think, about time. I think by now, but hey. So here's my thing. Uh, yeah, what's going on with you? You're, you've always got something going on.
0: Well, it's weird, you know, like when I should be outside really and enjoying the little breath of fresh air and weather, I've gotten a little obsessed with TikTok. I know I'm late to the party, but holy shit, is that thing addictive or what? Like so scary.
1: I like to think the name TikTok is just a reminder oh. of how much time you're wasting in your life while being yeah. on that platform.
0: Yeah, it's like going into a casino in Vegas,
1: you know. Yeah. No, <laughs> no lights, no no outside world stimuli, no clocks, just uh, you in the just, machine.
0: Anyway, and they even do TikToks of people's time being wasted. That's actually a TikTok <laughs> meme, by the way. This is the thing. I purposely don't like anything because I'm, you know, I'm worried about this Chinese spy thing going on. Uh, but anyway, there's this one... Obviously, yeah, everyone's being on TikTok, so I don't need to explain it. But there's this one woman I find is genius, Happy Kelly. She is this—I guess she's an actress. I don't know what her stick is, but she she does these extremely like creative dance things, often with friends and buddies, and and they're just super well done. And I'm decided I want her on our podcast, so I'm sharing that right now with the hope that in the mojo universe that the karma cycles get through to her and that she accepts so we'll see stay tuned on that but she's a true i'm going to use it a true performer oh she's an artist and an artist yeah speaking of artist marky mark yeah man we're lining up an artist a performer we're taking it we're crossing over into a whole new world see the play on that we are talking about drag mojo today, or mojo of drag. We have with us Montreal's famous drag queen, Kiara. Uh, Mark, tell us a little more about Kiara.
1: Yeah, she's a, a local a local drag queen here in Montreal, known for performing uh, back when you could perform at uh, Cabaret Madeau and Bar Le Cocktail. Uh, and most importantly, um, she had an appearance on Canada's Drag Race, the season one when uh, RuPaul's Drag Race came to Canada. She placed 8th. There's a famous clip of her singing some lip-syncing to Celine Dion, which was quite the performance. And uh, I'm excited to have her on today. It's super cool. Was she doing
0: the, you know, slapping the chest thing that Celine does to drive that final vocal cord out?
1: Well, it's a a lip-sync battle um, at the end of the episode when they decide who to kick off, and... And there was a lot of, like, crouching down, her, her, her take on it. There was a lot of, like, down and up movements, which was very mm-hmm. good. Uh, the lip sync was spot on. Um, it was a great performance.
0: Well, I look forward to hearing more. So with us today is Kiara. Listen up. So, Kiara, welcome to Mojo Moments.
2: Oh my God, hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, it's so cool that you're here. And I'll tell you one thing we got something in common. Because when Mark. Oh, do we? Yeah, yeah. When... We do. We do. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're like, what? You're trying to find out what it is.
2: No, 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 no. I just.
1: <laughs> oh God, where is this going? So
0: Mark tells me that you're a Leo <laughs> and this is a big part of who you are. And so am I. I'm a Leo. Woo, shout out. To yes, Leos.
2: oh my God. Did your homework, Mark. When's your birthday?
0: July 27th. You?
2: Oh, my God. July
0: 28th. We're like a day apart. We're like...
2: Yeah, that's great. Oh, my God. Almost twins.
0: And you know what happened on July 29th?
2: I do not know.
0: Well, that's my wedding anniversary. (laughs) That's great. That's great. I'm right between the two. It's always two days after, you know, and I'm like, oh, wait. It's not... (laughs) I got to get a gift now. I got to go find a gift. (laughs) Anyway, so welcome to Mojo Moments. This is our show, our conversations, our riffing where we just sort of dive into this 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 very beautiful topic of mojo and where people get it. And uh and it's so fun to have you on.
1: Thank you for having me. I think I'll jump in with the first question. So Kiara, as as your sage name, I read that it's based on a character from Lion King 2, you're also a Leo. Like What's the deal with the mojo of lions? Like what's going um, well, on here? First I of did all?
2: give the reason Kiara from the lion King. Um, uh, that was a lie. I'm so sorry for anybody who worked on that movie. I did not mean to offend by any means, but um, uh, I just didn't have a reason. I just really liked the name. So, wow,
1: that's but nice.
2: I, but it, it did come from a cat that belonged to my friend in elementary school. That was um, called Kiara, And she had, um, beautiful green eyes she was an exotic cat so uh, i don't know i kind of like the feel of it and i think it just stuck with the feeling that i had with the name
0: so well it is a great name well thank you so what is the mojo of drag like you know rupaul made it kind of mainstream and you know it, it seems to have now in in popular culture it's like it's got mojo status. So what is it? What is it with drag that we're, we're all gravitating towards a lot more and it's, it's so, so much more part of our, our conversation now. So why is that?
2: I think that drag, um, I don't know. It got mainstream of course, with RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul in general. And I feel like, um, I don't know, there's something kind of shocking about drag, but I feel like, it's um making people think in different ways, just, you know, like stepping out of the box and living there and doing whatever you want and dressing up however uh, however you want, because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. So, yeah, I feel like just this mentality that people are kind of getting used to and just, um I don't know, uh, people are having fun with it and everybody wants to do drag now. There's drag queens at any age from 56 to... Fifty weeks, uh, maybe not fifty weeks, but um, you know.
0: But do you think it's the it's the energy a lot of drag queens have, and this sort of just raw sort of? I'm going to use the word bravado. Might not be the right word, or is it people just are celebrating? Like, you know, the, this this person is just feeling so awesome being themselves.
2: I think that's it too. Yeah, that's it. What's interesting with drag race is that we're don't we don't only see it drag just like on a stage or on you know during a show is also seeing them create and seeing the people behind the drag queen and behind the character and i think that people really can can relate to that and you know when they see people being that powerful and that confident on tv that had some relatable experiences and that have been through like some similar hardships i feel like it um you you feel related to that person and you like them even more and i feel like the drag just brings people together that way you,
0: I'll, I'll tell you one thing i i saw some of your uh the videos uh from from the uh drag race and you just ooze like confidence and Thank uh you. and uh <laughs> arna not win I, i'm we won't get into that ah! we won't get into that <laughs> I'm sure it's like there's some like behind-the-scenes stuff that you're not allowed to talk about, maybe. But
2: uh, well, I don't know some reasons. I don't know them. I don't know them.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> so you ended up on, you know, Canada's yeah. drag race season one. Um, but the I mean the story goes as far as we'd rather like you you got into the world of drag through seeing yeah. it on seeing RuPaul and the drag race. Like, can you maybe take us through you know that sort of discovery. Like you mm-hmm. grew up in Quebec City, where I I've spent time in Quebec City. I wouldn't necessarily know if there's a flourishing we'll drag theme there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like how how did that evolution take place? Like, take us back to when when you sort of discovered it.
2: I discovered it on Alt TV because um with Videotron or Bell. I'm not sure. I'm not trying to be a, a sponsor or anything. <laughs> but um so. Um, with them, I think once a month they unlock some channels and there was the gay channel, there was RTV there during that month and during that month, I think it was I think the first time around that I saw that there was a gay channel, it was during season 7 But I just, you know, watched it because, you know, it it was there. But then the next year, I think I turned 18 and I told my parents, you know, like, they they knew I was gay. So I was like, could we like access it? And that was Naomi Smalls' series. So um, I was obsessed with Naomi Smalls. I feel like I really related to her in some way and I saw how beautiful she was and I... At this time, I didn't really like my body. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Shocking. Uh, Shocking. (laughs) I didn't really like myself. And just seeing somebody that was similar to me looking that great and seeing why she looked great and seeing why I look great too kind of made me want to explore, you know, my confidence and just my self-acceptation just as a person and also accepting my background as being mixed i don't know i feel like uh there's just like so many things that i just got to learn to love about myself through this show and uh, i don't
1: know watching a lot of uh, inspiring rupaul videos too and so tell us about coming up with that persona of kiara Like, how how do you, how do you bring that together? How do you like this, this is who my drag personality is? So
2: I feel like when I started, I really wanted to be Naomi's balls. So (laughs) I, I kind of, you know, like, it it was nice to have somebody that was similar to you because you can then, you know, you have something to start on and you have kind of a a little, you know, you know that that makeup could work on your face. So you kind of try to replicate or take inspiration from it. But um, I feel like, going into it and actually after my first performances I kind of realized well wait a minute like I can use all my background in stage and theater and dance that I had in the past and use it to, in my own way through my drag so I feel like a lot of my you know dance music experience that I had before um and also acting and kind of helped with um my drag and my sense of humor into it and I don't know just it's a lot of mismatch of um uh, I don't know of a lot of things that I I
0: am and do have done. Has kiera evolved and changed a lot over time, or what you you started with is still a consistent sort of representation of that original idea? Or do you know
2: what I, I mean? I feel like you know some people like really have characters. I feel like my personality. In drag is literally no filter or not really that much filter. I feel like as a boy, like I'm going to be reserved and polite. Maybe not now because, you know, I'm speaking on the artist side, (laughs) but I don't know. I feel like when people don't know me, they think I'm shy, but it's just that I don't really feel the need to be loud so much and to you know like over speak everybody and everything so people see it as shyness but i'm not really that and i feel like in drag i'm kind of just showing like no i'm here and like this is my moment to shine as i evolved personally as i as i gained confidence in myself and experience and just you know getting into it i feel like i changed in that way because i changed personally so maybe more confident or
0: it's interesting because i i have a friend who's a a singer songwriter and He's, he's actually pretty low-key, quite introverted, and 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 maybe shy is the wrong word, but we'll say shy just to simplify it. And when he's on stage, he's like this other aura of, like, <clears throat> is like charisma, godlike. You're just like... And I asked him once, he goes, when I'm on stage with my guitar in hand, I kind of feel this power. Yeah, that's it. So, is it similar?
2: Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like... Even in high school or, um, you know, people were so surprised that I did improv and then they would see me do improv and they'd be like, oh my God, like, I didn't know you were so like outspoken and out there. And then I was like, yeah, it's just that, you know, that time is the moment to show it. But other than that, in real life, I don't need to show it all the time. I don't need to be in performance mode in my head. Like all that. I feel like I, I kind of grew up with that growing up performing. So I just feel like, you know, when I'm on stage, this is my time. This is my moment. I'm taking my my claps. And then, you know, when I step off stage or when I get out of drag, it's just, uh, you know, it's just back to every every day. So
0: I got to know. So the first time you you came out and dressed as yeah. Kiara in, in public. OK, yeah. What yes. was that like? Like, what, what were you feeling? Where were you? What was going on?
2: Okay, so the first time, uh, that's actually a very funny story. Uh, (laughs) um, I I documented it on my Twitter, at KiaraQCCA. It was during a Work the World show in Montreal. I was still in Quebec City, but two of my drag friends, who then became my drag sisters, um, knew that I was, you know, painting and starting to get into drag. So they were like, okay, well, we're going to see this show. So if you want to come and drag with us, you can. So I did. So my first time in drag... Uh, we we saw the show there was a lot of rude girls there Um, it was fun and then after the show I saw um, Detox and um, Alyssa just Alyssa were just walking down the street so we were like oh my god we have to take a picture and I have this iconic photo of me in a cheap Amazon dress like the one I had on that (laughs) on episode two but uh, with Detox holding me and then there's a picture where my tit is showing and the other one when she just covered my tit. <laughs> so Detox covered my tit on my first time of drag. And I think she blessed me to be on RuPaul's Drag
0: And were you feeling nervous or excited? Like, what's the, what's the emotions going through
2: you? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was exciting. It was exciting because, you know, when you're in drag, you're wearing a mask. So people don't really know who you are. It's like going to a masked ball, yeah. you know? So for the first time and with, you know, people in Montreal, I was not from Montreal. So nobody knew who I was. So I, I don't know. I felt it's this side of drag that you also like. It's like putting on a costume, wearing a mask, just changing everything. And then, you know, when, well, before drag racing, before social media, it just could. Well, I, I'm saying that, but I'd never lived that. But uh, people just, you know, it just can take off your makeup. And nobody knows who you are when you come back in the room. And there's the people that know. So
0: that's fascinating
1: how have the cities played a role? Because like you grew up in Quebec city, you you were doing improv, which is big in in Quebec city. Then you come to Montreal to study film. Mm. It's obviously a different atmosphere living in Montreal than living in Quebec city. I mean, how, how have those two cities really helped shape? I feel like, um,
2: well, Quebec city kind of, it's a very quiet city. It's a very calm city. People are, are, you know, there to work and stuff. My mom's a teacher and I was in school. So I, I don't know. I feel like, I went to her high school and I had to be a good student and, you know, I feel like it kind of shaped me to be a good person without like so many like temptations or whatever or, you know, I feel like there's more probably risk if you grow up in Montreal too, because there's more people and there's more, you know, um, anything. So, I feel like it shaped me in a good way in Quebec and I have good manners and stuff. Nothing that (laughs) people don't have manners or anything. I just feel
1: like But it was a good foundation.
2: Yeah, I feel like it kind of made me a good person, and then I came to do my things in Montreal, and I kind of, you know, just I don't know. I feel like Montreal kind of shaped me in uh, a lot in my drag and into my self discovery, and you know, just you know, moving it. I I moved. I was nineteen and living alone, so I feel like I grew up a lot here too. And um, yeah, just um, a lot of new experiences, and a lot of uh, it just kind of opened my Horizons a little bit moving here, as for in JAG or anything
0: else. Say if there wasn't pandemic, are you uh, weekly going to performances or what, like what's typical week for Kiara?
2: I don't know what it would be now, but I know that before uh, the pandemic happened, I was uh, doing drag full-time since the summer before, so like half a year, and usually I was, uh, I was booked like three to five times a year, a, a year, a week. <laughs> it was my full-time job, so I had to, um, well, my full-time job was, yes, performing, but I was also working at the shooter bar at Cabaret Madel, so I was selling shots. I was a shooter girl. So, yeah, and that made a lot of uh, money from the
0: tips and stuff. So is that is that what's uh, <laughs> post-pandemic? Is this the plan or do things look different on the horizon? No,
2: I, I don't think I told them, but I'm not coming back as a studio <laughs> for sure. Uh, <laughs> that was fine. This
0: is how you're telling them, through the Mojo Moments podcast. Oh,
2: exactly, through Mojo. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, it's just like, I feel like I would, make more money selling pictures if i do that than i will do selling shots so yeah if i take pictures with everybody in the audience and stuff i feel like you know it's not like worth i I feel like i want to use this platform that i was given to to you know use them yes in good ways but also like to be profitable at the same time for me so i don't think i would do that but at the same time like I, i wouldn't mind doing shows i know that bars won't have the same budget that they would before to cast a, a Rue girl. So I feel like, you know, we'll all have to like lower our prices eventually, or maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. It
0: may come back with the vengeance of people wanting to get back out and, and socialize and see shows. So
2: no, that's for sure. But if I can do less shows yeah. for a bit more money and have like more income, then I would do that because performing all the time is really rough for the body. It's really rough for, the mind it's really um it's really tiring but uh, I I'm down to do it but at the same time I just you know want to make sure that I can do all the things that I want to do and not just exhaust myself doing shows all the time
0: where's the mecca for drag queen like is there a city that that really has the best mm-hmm. scene or is it it depends each each city has their own vibe or I've
2: never been, but from what I, I saw on Drag Race and social media and stuff, I think I would relate a bit more with um, uh, New York. I feel like New York is such like, a you know, people come and go and people, you know, always want to do something. There's an event here, here, here. There's Drag Queens, there's Drag Bars. There is, it's possible to do like three gigs, well, I maybe mean not three gigs a night, but like, you know, multiple gigs a night in New York, just from that bar opens there. I don't know. It's just yeah, well, There's it's, more it's the city
0: that never sleeps type of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess in my own mind, when I'd be thinking, okay, where would when you think of you know the the epic drag queen idea? I guess it'd be New York. Maybe a Paris. Yeah, I think New York. I don't know. New York.
2: Yeah. New York. <laughs>
0: So where do you see Kira in 10 years?
2: Wow, in 10 years. So- <laughs> it's a long time. I don't know. I feel like 10 years, 10 years ago, I was 12. So a lot has yeah. happened. Um, uh, in 10 years, when I'm three, two years old, I would like to, um, I don't know, I'd like to have an impact, to have a, a good name. I'd like to, um, whatever the way, I don't know, I just want to have like a, a name for myself for sure. And I don't know, I feel like, Yes, I'm I'm not like so focusing right now on Quebec, but I'm more focusing on like the der- drag race world. So I'm kinda of like trying to like network and talk to people a little bit. I feel like I I'm just like slowly starting to like root myself. <laughs> I just want I just want it to happen. So yeah. I think that's where I'm seeing myself in years.
0: And do you, is there any notion or and this is just me being naive, but does does the drag queen change names and personas with time or it's Kiara forever.
2: Some people change it. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't change it now because um, I like the name, but also because um, I was on Drag Race and just changing everything. And it's just no, it, nothing of my branding would yeah. work. So you lose all yeah. that brand
1: association that you've built up. And,
2: over you know, time, articles right? about my names. So, you know, I feel like I, I need to like keep it
0: just for. Makes sense. Makes sense. So we yeah. have this thing that we do on our show called the rabbit hole five so we ask you five questions Ooh. and we uh we never know where they'll take us so yeah. i'm gonna start off with number one what's the best drag act you've ever seen and why
2: Ooh, the best jack act i've ever seen i don't know i don't know like online or in real life or either Wow. Or some
1: notable ones. What are some notable ones? Of
2: course, I'm thinking, like, every time I've seen Naomi Smalls or any Naomi Smalls video, I've, like, studied or whatever. I feel like, you know, I, she is, to me, my, I, she's my favorite. So, of course, I love her. Um, but, um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of performances from Bob the Drag Queen that I loved. Um, because he has such a, well, he, oh my God, she, <laughs> has, such a, uh, <laughs> she has such a, the
0: pronoun challenges of, of today.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just like, I, I don't like calling, well, when I'm talking about her as a drag <laughs> queen, I don't know. It's like calling what he. It's just like, <laughs> come on. Uh, but, um, yeah, I love Bob because She, um, has a good sense of humor and her mixes really inspired me when I started doing drag love Aquaria as well. She has like, good mixes and she has very well-prepared videos love that not videos but performances and i'm seeing videos because she has like often like videos behind her and speaking of that sasha Valour is amazing and iconic and um she has beautiful concepts it's not the type of
1: drag that i love to do but i love to see it
0: awesome number two mark
1: So, I mean, sometimes you hear people who go on reality shows and and they go through that experience and they find it really difficult and they're like, I would never go back. Like some people who wouldn't Mm -hmm. go back on Survivor, they wouldn't go back on The Bachelorette. But like, would you go back on Drag Race? Like they bring back some stars and like season four, Uh, Canada. Would you go back and would you be like, I'm winning this time? Like go back with a vengeance?
2: Absolutely. I would love to go back um, for the show, but also for the competition. If I can, you know, I feel like when I got on Drag Race the first time around, yes, I well, I wanted to try to get on there because it was season one. Just, you know, what do you got to lose? Then I got on and, you know, I kind of, not that I knew I was not going to win. It's just like, if I if I won, great. If I didn't win, then, you know, too bad. And I just did the most that I could. But I feel like going back there, I would love to to win for sure. So I don't think that if they would ask me right now, I think I would say no. Because it's, you know, I don't know, I have to think about
0: it's too soon. What too I
2: soon. want to
1: bring that's new. Yeah, what like the evolution, the next stage, that the performative yeah. aspect, like wowing them, like going back with a vengeance and winning. Yeah, and a budget too. <laughs> Not that it's with a vengeance, but like, <laughs> yeah
2: yeah what would have been i want to come back and fuck things up sorry can i swear on this oh it. yeah fuck
0: it's like comp- it, absolutely it's you very can fuck explicit up all you want. <laughs> very explicit it has a little e next to it and uh oh great
1: <laughs>
0: okay question so celebrity out there in the world that hasn't done drag okay uh that you think would make an incredible drag queen
2: wow a celebrity that's not doing drag well i um I feel like every performer is a drag queen today. Everybody's wearing Snap. wigs and just, you know, um, wearing full coverage makeup. I don't know. It's Ooh, just,
0: that's a deep you know, I feel
2: like comment. It, well, yeah, no, but what's yeah. different? I mean, <laughs> so I, but I feel like yeah. if, if I was, who would make an amazing drag queen? We need somebody that's extroverted. That is fun to watch. That is, um, Well, beautiful too. I mean, that helps. Um, I don't know. I can't think about anyone else. Just kidding. Um, I don't know. I feel like. (laughs) It's like Timothy Chalamet.
0: Do you see Drake?
2: Drake. Oh, my God. Drake. Could you imagine? I feel. I don't know. I don't know if Drake is the one. To be honest. But I would love to see maybe Lil Wayne. I don't
0: know. uh... (laughs) <laughs> Didn't he just get out of jail? Or?
2: Uh, did, did he? Uh, I don't know. I'm confused. I've lost track.
1: Well, good if he got out.
0: <laughs> well, I think he got a pardon from Donald <laughs> Trump or something, right? Yeah. yeah. He
1: might have actually, yeah. Yeah, because Little
0: Wayne started being all pro-Trump at some point, and it was clearly like, yes. Because <laughs> he knew he'd get out of jail. <laughs> yeah, I anyway. Plan, but, well, anyway, so yeah, so we could, we, he, he could. You could do a great job. Well,
2: maybe not. No, no. Okay. <laughs> maybe not
0: a transformation. <laughs> our show's not political here, Kiara. So uh oh, I'm, I'm so joking. Sorry. We'd say whatever this is our show. We do whatever the fuck we want, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mark.
1: So I'll go with question number four. Yeah, question number four. I'm gonna change it up. So you you want to get to study film if I'm if I'm accurate in my research. Yes. Yeah, um are there any i don't know movies or tv shows or or segments of tv shows that have captured like an, a, an accurate or honest depiction of of the drag lifestyle like the in the um lovecraft country there was a scene from like that era and it was it was set in sort of like a drag drag bar and it, it, i don't i thought it was quite well done but i'm mm-hmm. i'm not within necessarily that world um so is there anything well, A, you can answer this question, like, is there anything that you've seen in movies or TV that has accurately depicted it? And then as almost a follow-up, is there anything from your studies that you've almost taken? You've seen, like, oh, I like that. I'm going to put that into my act, mm. like an element of performance that uh, that you've incorporated.
2: So uh, A Star is Born did it right, I think, with uh, Shangilla and Willem and Gaga. But, I mean, it depends also to a certain degree, but I feel like this kind of really represented it i i feel like the personalities or you know to, or maybe in um oh my god the JLo movie um hustlers it's not about drag queens but it really feels like the back room when you know cardi B's just talking and stuff and the girls taking their money getting paid it's not like it's not like a strip club but at the same time we're performers and the back of a bar so it kind of you know there are so, similarities. Yeah, similarities.
0: I have a question. It's it's not on the list here, and I'm I'm cheating here. This is like 4.5. uh You you sang for your lip sync on, on on the uh, drag race. You sang Salinziol, right in your final. Yeah, yeah. yeah have yeah. you ever spoken to her? Have you ever debrief with her on your performance?
2: Um, no, I have not. I wish I <laughs> I had this power uh, to meet Celine and be blessed for the gods. But um, I um, she tweeted something. She tweeted the she tweeted a gif and she was like, um, uh, "Thank you uh, for uh, uh, for the drag queens on Canada's Drag or something like that. She she answered. She she mentioned it. So I don't know. She probably. Somebody from the team probably well, like she, showed it to Well, her, she knows who I you guess. are. Hey, look at these jackets. <laughs> well, I guess. I don't know. She, she saw me. She
1: saw me.
0: You <laughs> uh, <laughs> got yes. the at least one
1: approval.
0: Final question on Rabbit Hole 5 is if you could go back to you, talk to yourself five years ago when you were 17, because I'm guessing if my math is right, mm-hmm. and give yourself yeah. advice when, to your 17-year-old self what advice would you give to you at 17
2: wow i would tell him to um not give a fuck about what anybody thinks and just go with what they wanted to do and that they are really perfect the way they are and they're on the right track and uh, i would also tell them to um i don't know just be uh, careful but not be careful but like be careful of people around you don't be too naive and just you know just You're smart enough.
0: Just believe. Go. Do it.
2: Yeah.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Well, that... Raps our rabbit hole five. That wasn't too hard, was it? The Mojo Moments podcast. It no, it's It was Mojo. I'm
1: still curious, though. Was Was there anything that you saw in a film or a performance that
0: <laughs> Mark
1: doesn't I'm give curious. up? No, I want, I wanted
2: to answer it. I was like, oh, Are we going to go back to that? And then I was
0: like, Yeah, okay, oh, okay. okay. Let's go get go that, that in.
2: But thank you for coming.
0: <laughs> well, because Mark cheats. He 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 gets one question, but cheat. he he layers in like four. So. <laughs> But inter- they're interwoven. So, what is the question again?
1: <laughs> no, no, no the question an ele- Yeah. 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 What's an element of a film or, or performance that you've taken into your own act?
2: Well, I did some uh, movie inspired um, numbers. I had a competition at Mado called Drag Moi. And it's a beginner's competition. It was my second year of Drag, and I did a Catwoman number, but I was kind of like telling the story through the number. But, you know, it was just like with, I I wish I could show it today. I don't think we have video, that much video evidence of that. And I don't think I need, (laughs) I don't think I need that out there. But (laughs) um, yeah, I did that. There was, I don't know, I do a lot of, um, because I studied film, I I used to edit a lot. So there's a lot of things that I had to edit um as you know backdrops or just you know a, a an audio mix because it's pretty similar and it kind of really helped um but yeah that's quite it but also some looks or um some makeup inspirations that i take from movies and yeah very cool
0: yeah <laughs> yeah, See, yeah it you're, question. Question. You're, you're always you're always to it. You do another level mark and i just keep it keep <laughs> it very sort of base level so look it's because you're basic I know I'm basic, but that's where my mojo is. Hey, Kiara, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the Mojo podcast. It's so awesome.
2: You're welcome. I'll try to find where my mojo is. I don't know. What do you mean by that? Yeah, we're
0: still, we're trying to figure <laughs> that out. It's just, you know.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's okay. just like. Well, it's but it's, good, like, it's like your right? energy. It's your inspiration. It's like what gets yeah, you up. What it's keeps just you going? mojo. Time tough. It's just getting mojo. It's a big Yeah,
0: yeah so we're that's yeah. just our that's our thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Awesome. Love Stay
0: it. safe. Hope to see you again and uh hopefully we'll be able to get shows back going out there.
2: I would love to. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I had a good time. Awesome. Thank you. Had a mojo. mojo time. T- yeah, we got it. In. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, now you're going to be. Yeah, that'll be your new thing. Kiara, the mojo queen. <laughs> the mojo queen. I
2: cannot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, cannot and will not. <laughs> no, I, I will. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Thank right. you. Thanks a lot. Thank Bye. you. Bye.
1: So, what's your highlight of the week? I just love the fact really? that I could call you basic on the podcast. That was a highlight for me. But no, it was great talking with Kiara. It's it's a fascinating world that I'm not really a part of. that, that I love that it exists. It's it's wonderful and it's kind of a bummer because I feel like that's a certain, you know, segment, not even a segment of society, just like a, a a type of entertainment outgoing culture that has been drastically impacted by the pandemic. Because it's so performative, because it it is a it is live, it's in person, it's out and about, it's all about meeting and interacting and and it's you know, dormant at the moment it's kind of a bummer with a vengeance when you think of of you know and i guess
0: my exposure to to drag is in films so maybe films exaggerate or uh, you know it's a film but you know when you think of mojo i mean the essence of a drag queen is mojo like the need so to ooze is confidence yeah ooze a, a sense of dramatic performance and energy and, 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 and acceptance and an embracing of life and people. And yeah, no, you know, that's, what's cool about us riffing on these mojo topics because you realize, you know, there's so many different places to get mojo.
1: And And it's unique uh, to everyone. That's, what's so fascinating, you know, for, for Kiara it's that became the passion doing, doing drag Whereas we talked with everybody else, and and they light up the exact same way, but completely different things.
0: What would be your drag queen name? Have you thought that through?
1: I haven't. Hmm. I, I, what, do you have one? Do you have one ready?
0: No, but uh, we should think about that. That should be our riff next
1: should time. should do a riff. I just don't know. Is it insensitive to come up with drag names for yourself when that's not really... I think you'd be good as like a Thanos You know, it's sort of like the drag version of the Marvel villain.
0: (laughs) We can work on that. Let's try that out. And on that note, buddy boys, let's go and continue our journey of discovery of Mojo. Yeah, man. Let's keep it up. So that's a wrap. Thank you. And uh, thanks to Chris Velen and all our peeps for letting us continue to enjoy our Mojo Moments podcast.